millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. African and Asian cuisine sells fast at the New Lynn Ethnic Night Market, a community initiative created by former refugees helping new refugee women to resettle in New Zealand. Some of these women are survivors of war-afflicted areas in Africa. Although not part of the community initiative, one New Zealand woman who understands what it means to be a child refugee came from the Republic of Burundi, a tiny nation nestled between Rwanda, Tanzania and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Well, um, when I was growing up, it was a, such a beautiful country, uh, green, very much similar to New Zealand with um, small hills and um, with the, with um, some nature. Although it's very much landlocked, it has natural lakes um, and rivers. So it has this uh, fresh air, um, very similar to New Zealand. Very beautiful. Unfortunately, it has been known, it has experienced um, civil war since the 60s. Doris Nionsaba is now 33, a successful accountant based in Auckland. She remembers Burundi as a beautiful, lush country. Her father was a doctor aide and her mother a nurse. With educated and middle-class parents, Doris and her three siblings had a happy childhood. That is, until October the 21st, 1993, when their democratically elected president was assassinated by Tutsi soldiers. Rwandan security forces are reported to have kidnapped and murdered the country's prime minister. What to do about the 2,500-strong observer force, Unamir, in Rwanda, is a central question for the Security Council. Civil war has affected Rwanda and Burundi since the 1960s. With Burundi's independence in 1962, there were two genocides. Around a quarter of a million people died from the combined conflicts, the 1972 mass killings of Hutus by the Tutsi-dominated army and the 1993 mass killings of Tutsis by the Hutu majority. Some 300,000 people, mostly civilians, were killed in the following years. I was born in a small town called Mukenke in the north of Burundi. Um, 1982, but I left a long time ago now, <laughs> mm. 1993 when the war broke up, um, ended up in a refugee camp in Tanzania um, and subsequently was resettled here in New Zealand. At the time of the assassination, Doris was 13. She and her older sister attended a boarding school. They fled as a small group of girls, all students from the college and they were separated from their parents and two other siblings for over three years. That, at that time, it was chaos. It was massive um, killing all around the country, uh, conflict between the Hutus and Tutsis. Yes, you were only about 13 years of age, weren't you? That's right, mm. so it was very young. But um, as a younger person, I, I just followed the others where they were going. <laughs> So we found ourselves in the, at the near, uh, the nearest border with Tanzania. We crossed Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Um, they arrived there and stayed there. Um, when you say we, who was who? Do you mean? 
So myself with my sister, my oldest sister, um, we were in the same school. So we lived together mm. uh, along with other um, classmates and friends from school. Mm. So we lived together and basically ran for our lives uh, to Tanzania. So there must have been a group of about... Probably about 12. When we left school in the very hours of the morning, I remember vividly, um, that experience. It was somewhere around four o'clock in the morning, um, and we basically ran for our lives. And 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 uh, a group of us took the direction to Tanzania, and the other group went towards Rwanda. Um, so we we went towards Tanzania. Mm. Do you think that it was actually really lucky that you did go towards Tanzania? Because I think um, uh, many people didn't survive when they went into Rwanda. Yes, um, that's right. We were fortunate to go towards Tanzania. Um, those who went to Rwanda in the end had to leave again ninety four. So um, the whole area was quite dangerous. <laughs> uh, we were aware of the political parties active at the t- at the time, yes. um, and the divide between the ethnic groups. And being in the high school, we knew that um, what, what is going on. However, on the 21st of October, when the president was assassinated, we didn't know that had happened. Actually, the days before that, the president had been around the country. Um, after the election, basically everybody was happy. The country was suddenly being mm. de- experiencing democracy. Yes. It was promising a lot of change. And... Um, so it was a sort of a celebration moment leading to that date. And when that happened on the 21st of October, I, I, as, a young, as a young child, I really didn't, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I got told uh, by my sister the next morning that the president has, has been captured. Yes. We didn't know he, was been, he had been killed yet. And that that news also came for a, a radio, not, not a Burundi radio, a Rwandan radio. Some students um, much older had radios, so they heard about it. Right. So they started telling some people, so, so we ended up knowing. Right, yeah. so it wasn't even on the Burundi stations. No, no. When you fled, what about your parents? Where were you, the rest of your family? Um, my parents were at home, and I was in a boarding school, so I didn't go back home. Mm. Um, and my parents also left home and took a different direction, so, um, yeah. When the war broke up, we, we saw the military everywhere. Mm. It was, um, we found, we thought it was difficult to go home. Uh, it was going to be dangerous to go home, and we didn't know whether anybody's still home, actually. Yes, yes. So what was in our mind was just, just to, to get out. I think, and that's where, where, why the group decided that we leave the school. Um, yes. Because it, as a boarding school, um, we thought we were protected, but suddenly there was a military everywhere surrounding the Emergencies school. Emergencies everywhere, yeah. Um, we didn't know whether they had good intentions or not. Uh, the students themselves within the school were divided into into groups because of ethnic divisions. Between who? who between the Hutus and Tutsis. And um, we heard from radio also in a different boarding school, students killed each other. And so we decided uh, this we can't sit and just wait for this to come. 
we need to we need to leave. So it came down to students even killing each other within schools. It happened into some schools, and the military also came involved and in gunshots into schools, and we thought, uh-uh, that's we it. We're out. Wait, here. yeah. Mm. Yeah. But also around the schools, we could see people trying to get to the nearest hospital because they are injured. We can see blood flows everywhere. Uh, we, can, we could hear gunshots everywhere um, in the village. Uh, so we thought, hmm, we have to go. You have to run for your lives. Yes. We, we walked and run all day. Um, at some point, um, we will cross some villages and uh, we'll see people in the villages and say, oh, be careful, and we'll talk to them and we'll keep going. We knew the general direction of where we're going because it's about, you know, it's, it's normally about a six-hour drive, but we walked very much running. So it took us all day. By the time we, arri- we arrived at the border, it was nearly dark. Um, and and we arrived somewhere. I remember there was uh, a flag. <laughs> it must be somewhere from the local authorities. Um, somebody from the local authorities spotted us, and they took us into a hole somewhere. And and at that time, there was still influx of refugees arriving in Tanzania, yes. and there was no camp established. I remember we just slept in the hole somewhere. On the ground. On the ground. Mm. Um, they gave us some food. Um, and we we spent the night there. And the following day, we were taken to a, a camp where there were a lot of refugees. Mm. It, was, it took three years uh, before your mother was <laughs> able. Your your parent uh, was that both of your parents able to join you three years yes. later? Fantastic. So that would have been two thousand and one. Two thousand and one, and subsequently, my little sister joined us as well um, from Cameroon. She ended up in Cameroon. And she joined us in 2002. How old was she when she was separated? What was her age? Oh, she was, uh, she would have been about eight. Eight years old. She was very young. It would have been terrifying for her. (laughs) We've been very fortunate that um, we haven't suffered a loss (laughs) through that chaos. Yes, yes. I mean, it's incredible, really, because considering that um, the genocide that was happening all sides uh, it um, it's incredible really that all four of your siblings and your family survived yes yes it was a miracle mm. Botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a FDA approved for over 20 years so Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.